Reactions from the Wilds' preseason opener, alternate captains, and some potential line changes all coming up today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to today's episode of Locked on Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we are going to recap the preseason opener for the Wild against the St. Louis Blues with some notes from the game and looking ahead to what's coming up this week for the Wild. We'll also talk about the alternate captains that were announced over the weekend And we will look at some interesting changes to the Minnesota Wilds lines that have happened so far throughout training camp. My name is Seth Topal, host of Locked on Wild, veteran over 10 years of Minnesota sports coverage, including the last couple of seasons covering your Minnesota Wild. Thank you for tuning in to Locked on Wild today and making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. Just a reminder, Locked on Wild is free and available on all podcast platforms including on YouTube at Locked on Wild. Happy to have you along for a Monday edition of the show. And as mentioned, we got a lot to talk about here today. Just kind of some news and notes to uh, get you going on your Monday. We've got uh, a full week coming up as well. So uh, plenty more on that coming up throughout the show as well. Why don't we start by looking at the Wilds preseason opener? They took on the St. Louis Blues, and unfortunately for the Wild, much of the same as uh, the Wild lost to the St. Louis Blues uh, in their preseason opener by a score of 5-2. to two. Uh, Some things to take away. It was uh, a little difficult to uh, find the game uh, because it was uh, on the Bally Sports Midwest app, and that was pretty much it. Game was on the radio, so that ended up being kind of the method of following the action, and uh, some positives to take away from the preseason opener. Adam Beckman, got to start right there as he had two goals uh, and uh, got the Wild uh, as close as he could and just continues to uh, really look like a guy who maybe not this year, but uh, a little bit down the line in the future, definitely could have a role on this team and could be somebody that... uh, you know, gives them some uh, some much needed offense uh, as we get further and further into the Parisi Suter buyouts. So uh, Beckman with a couple of goals, and uh, that ended up being uh, a a pretty much uh, the only bright spot of the game as Capo uh, Kakinen and Andrew Hammond struggled uh, in this one. Now. It was interesting to note that the Blues put pretty much their entire roster out there. They did have a couple of guys uh, on tryouts uh, that were uh, part of the lineup, but a lot of regulars in the lineup for the Blues. And so, you know, you look at that and you look at what the Wilds did uh, in the uh, the lineup on their end. And so, yeah, it kind of kind of explains why the uh, the score was the way uh, that it was. And some interesting quotes to pull from uh, Dean Evason in regards to uh, what happened throughout the game. Um, In regards to Marco Rossi and Matt Boldy, uh, Evason saying that uh, they both were good, but the veteran guy with them was not. 
That was Jordan Greenway in last night's game. So an interesting comment there. Um, Everson said that he did not like how his uh, wild NHL guys conducted themselves in the uh, preseason opener. Uh, Everson also saying that the Blues didn't want to do a shootout, but the Wild will do shootouts for all three of their home games. Uh, it is a wrinkle um, in the preseason that uh, that they're going to try to throw in. So uh, interesting that um, it was, you know, Rossi and Boldy that uh, kind of were leading the charge um, and uh, Everson not really that happy with what he saw from uh, Jordan Greenway on that line. Looking at a little bit of what we've seen from the uh, the Wilds in terms of lines, uh, we'll talk more about this um, later on in the show as, as to whether or not these lines make sense. But um, this also from Michael Russo. And uh, this is kind of what the Wilds have been going with uh, for line combinations, at least throughout the early part of practice. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov, Jewel Eriksson-Eck, Matt Zuccarello, then Jordan Greenway, Ryan Hartman, Marcus Foligno, Victor Rask, Freddie Goudreau, and Kevin Fiala, Brandon Duhame and or Kyle Rau, Nico Sturm, and Nick Bugstad. Then uh, on defense, they've got Goligoski and Spurgeon, Broden and uh, Dumba, Merrill and Kulikov and Mermis and Ben uh, has been what they've been going with uh, for practices here over the uh, the last couple of days. So some interesting things to take away from that as well. Uh, we will discuss that in the final segment of today's episode, but wanted to, when we come back, take a look at the alternate captains that were announced over the weekend. Uh, the Wild with two very deserving players that uh, got the nod in that capacity. So we'll talk about that and a couple of other odds and ends things next here on Locked on Wild. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Continuing with today's episode of Locked on Wilds. And again, thank you for making Locked on Wilds your first listen every day. We'll be taking a look at the rest of the week for the Wild here, as well as what we can expect from their line combinations as they roll them out. But once you're done listening to today's show, make sure to head over to Locked on Vikings for your second listen Big win for the Vikings over the weekend, so make sure to uh, have the breakdown of that with Luke Braun at Lockdown Vikings after you finish listening to today's show. Looking at those line combinations uh, for the Wilds, but before we get there, uh, alternate captains have been announced for the Wilds uh, and were over the weekend. That includes, uh, of course, Marcus Felino, and we'll start with Felino and just talking about kind of what he has brought to this roster. 
Uh, Felino, obviously the enforcer on this team, uh, the uh, the physical presence, kind of the leader of that physical presence um, in this group. So uh, obviously has been a really unsung part of what this team does well. And so a really good choice for uh, alternate captain uh, to go along with uh, Jared Spurgeon, the other alternate captain, uh, Matt Dumba, who we'll talk about in a second. But anytime the Wild need to establish uh, a, a veteran presence or, or need to be a little more physical if they're getting kind of bullied around, it's Felino that is the one that, uh, that kind of levies that uh, for the team. So he is a great pick uh, as one of those alternate captains. And you look at Matt Dumba, a guy who has really been at the forefront of, uh, of some of the social justice pushes uh, throughout uh, the entirety of the NHL. Um, and, you know, with the times where they're at right now, uh, obviously he is a great fit there, but also what he brings to the ice, a guy who is going to, uh, going to have an opportunity to, uh, to step in and fill some of the void left by uh, many of the defenders that left in free agency or in buyouts. So there's going to be plenty of opportunity for Dumba to add to what already is a pretty consistent workload. Dumba's been a guy who's averaged, you know, right around 20 minutes a night on the ice. So could he see 23, 24 uh, if he's playing well? Absolutely. And so you have Jared Spurgeon as the captain continuing to lead by example. uh, And I think just a great fit for this wild team with uh, what they are uh, are needing um, as we shift from the, the old guard to the new guard with uh, Parisian Suter gone and uh, some of the other uh, past veterans, Miko Koivu, of course. Um, some of those guys gone. Now you've got this, this new wave of leadership for the Minnesota Wild. And so it makes a lot of sense for them to go with... Um, with Spurgeon as the captain, and then Felino and um, and Dumba as the alternate captains, and I think it's a great pick. It also apparently was unanimous from the team. Evison letting the team kind of weigh in, and those guys got unanimous support. So that is uh, great for this locker room as well. And it's uh, it's going to be great to see kind of that leadership group uh, help lead this team uh, throughout the course of this season. Let's go back to the line combinations that I mentioned from uh, Michael Russo uh, that the Wilds have been uh, employing here over the uh, the start of the preseason. Obviously, some very interesting things to take away from these uh, these lines. So we start with Kaprizov, Eriksenek, and Zuccarello. Obviously, Victor Rask not on that line as of right now. And, you know, one of the big parts and focal points of the offseason was trying to get some better center play around Kirill Kaprizov. And Jules Eriksenek, at present, is the best center that the uh, the Wild have on this roster. And so you put some really good scoring wings around him, and he can give kind of that veteran presence. That was, I think, one of the things that this team lacked in the playoffs was anytime the Kaprizov line was out on the ice, the uh, the Golden Knights were trying to kind of lock them down defensively. 
uh, with some of their better defensive forwards. Um, there really wasn't anybody that could physically um, match up on that line uh, and, and bring it right back. Erickson Eck would be able to do that as just a pest defensively. Uh, he would definitely be able to assist Kaprizov and Zuccarello in that regard. And we saw it last year. You know, he he added the goals to the arsenal and uh, was able to chip in on a few other uh, assists throughout the season. So I think this is a good fit. Is it the ideal fit long-term? Probably not. But as of right now, until somebody like Marco Rossi uh, proves that they're ready to hop up and take that spot, this this will probably work out uh, pretty good. And uh, it gives Kaprizov a better center than he had with Victor Rask. And so I think the objective there is probably um, is probably taken care of, is to try to get a better center on that line. And, you know, we'll see how it plays out if they stay with that combination. But as of right now, uh, that seems like the best way to go. Then obviously you go to, you know, the big ripple effect from moving Erickson Eck to that top line. Uh, then Jordan Greenway and Marcus Foligno paired with Ryan Hartman. And Hartman, a defensive guy himself at the center position. Now, the scoring takes a hit on this line, but they're still going to be able to bring a, uh, a good defensive presence and a physicality to their game. Again, I'll say, I'm not... I, I'm a huge fan of Ryan Hartman, but I don't know that he is a center long-term. And, you know, maybe it shifts to where that ends up being his primary position uh, for the next few years. I'm, I'm, willing to, I'm willing to let it play out and, uh, and see if he can, can do it, especially with how he looked at the, uh, at the end of the season and into the playoffs, uh, kind of kicked it up to another gear. So if he can do that and if he can help with uh, with getting some scoring opportunities to Felino and Greenway and can help keep that line intact as kind of that bruising physical defensive line, then I'm I'm totally fine with it. Um, I mean, it's it's better than what some of the alternatives could be. This third line is going to need a lot of work. I'm not super thrilled with uh, with what is going on uh, with the third line, which is Victor Rask on the wing. Freddie Goudreau at center, and Kevin Fiala um, is your third line. I We saw it last year with the uh, the line mates that, uh, that Fiala had, one of which down the stretch was Victor Rask. It just it did not go well. So I think this is going to be the line. Um, this bottom six is going to see the, uh, the biggest jump in terms of uh, – of line combinations and in terms of players being called up or sent down um, because, you know, I, I think, as I've said on the show previously, I'm willing to give Freddie Goudreau an opportunity to show what he can do because I think he does have an element to his game um, that was not fully unlocked with the Penguins that I would like to see unlocked here. But... Victor Rask on the wing is not super inspiring to me, and maybe he ends up playing better on the wing. I just I think that this third line is is not going to be 
what we see at the end of the season. That, I think, will be the line that gets the most changes. And then the fourth line has uh, Duhame and Kyle Rau uh, kind of alternating in with uh, Nico Sturm and Nick Bugstad. I think that also is another spot where we could see somebody come up and uh, and fill, depending on uh, performance or injury. Uh, I think we could see somebody like Matt Boldy or Marco Rossi uh, hop up and fill that spot. And ultimately, I think Boldy and or Rossi give you more than what a Kyle Rau could, even if you're going to get a little bit of a slow start from those two, they still, I think, give you way more than Kyle Rau. We've seen what he can do at the NHL level, and it's basically just fill time on the ice. And so you may as well give those opportunities to uh, to one of those guys in Boldy and Rossi and allow them to develop on the ice, allow them to kind of get comfortable so that going forward they don't have to have um, – any of those jitters when they're going to be more relied upon to uh, to be a big part of this team. Now, obviously, early on in training camp, we've still got a few preseason games to go, and so there's plenty that could happen. And do I think that this ultimately is what we see heading into the regular season? No, I, I don't. I think your top six is probably pretty much locked in. Um, those two lines, I think, are pretty pretty much put in pen uh, as to uh, to what we'll see. But that bottom six, I think, could look dramatically different uh, by the time we're done with the preseason and get to the regular season as well. If you want to leave a comment on YouTube with what you think the line combinations should be, uh, we will get to those uh, in a future episode this week. Um, so just comment with what you think the line combination should be. And for those listening on the podcast, hit us up on Twitter at Wild with what you think the line combinations for the Wild should be um, this year. So we'll, uh, we'll get to those uh, throughout uh, the course of this week as well. Any responses that we do get. We will finish up today's episode of Locked on Wild by taking a look at what's coming up here this week. Another preseason game later on in the week. We'll also uh, look ahead to uh, some other things that uh, the Wild have cooking a news and notes Monday edition of Lockdown Wild continues after this. This fall, Built Bar wants to help you celebrate freedom of choice. Did you know that Built Bar has amazingly delicious flavors? They include coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. Sorry, fall fans, no pumpkin spice. Maybe it's on the way. We'll see. My favorite flavor, for what it's worth, is raspberry, and so uh, that is not a bad place to start if you are new to the Built Bar craze, but if you aren't really sure where to get started, you can grab a mixed box where you'll get two each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars amazingly tasty, but they are amazingly healthy, too. They contain 17 to 18 grams of protein, ranging calories from 130 to 180 contain only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. So they are amazing in taste. They are amazingly healthy for you. What's not to like about Built Bar? So head to Built.com and enter the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. 
Thanks for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. Coming up tomorrow, we will be doing a crossover episode with Locked On Stars. Happy to have uh, Dane Lewis, the new host of Locked On Stars, hopping on the show tomorrow to take a look at Dallas's offseason and what they can expect uh, coming into the season this year. Uh, I think Dallas has a really good chance to bounce back and be a uh, major portion of the conversation in the Central Division. So you can uh, listen for that coming up tomorrow here on Locked on Wild. Finishing with just uh, a few news and notes items for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, They did cut the preseason roster uh, down to 46 as uh, Caden Bankier uh, was sent back to Kamloops, Damon Hunt to Moose Jaw, Carson Lambos to Winnipeg, Kyle Masters to Red Deer, Pavel Novak to Kelowna, and Ryan O'Rourke also optioned out, as well as invitees Bryce Misley and Trevin Kozlowski. They will report to Iowa ahead of the Iowa Wilds training camp. So those guys off of the the training camp roster. Uh, Also, a few other uh, interesting notes as uh, Dean Evason, um, Really impressed with the Adam Beckman, Damian Giroux, and Will Bitten line. Says that Beckman brings much more than just a guy willing to always shoot the puck. Brings grit and an infectious energy to his game. So Adam Beckman, a guy that we look at and say, yeah, he's not going to be part of this wild roster this year. But I think he's a guy that we could see uh, within the next couple of seasons get an opportunity with the Wilds to hop in and to uh, to give them some meaningful minutes um, in one of those bottom six roles. Uh, you look at the current composition of this team, Victor Rask, with the Wild this year for $4 million, and then after that uh, he will become a free agent. I don't think the Wild, unless he comes back in a discount and a lesser role, I don't think that the Wild are going to try for a reunion with Victor Rask. So that will be a spot that will open up. Uh, Nick Bugstad currently on a one-year deal. Does he come back after this current season? I would assume if he does, it is on a similar type contract to uh, what he currently um, is making, which is slightly under a million uh, for this wild roster. Um, Jordan Greenway, his current contract is up after this season. So does he come back with some of the recent comments Dean Evason has made? He might be a guy that the uh, the Wild opt to just let go to different uh, a different arena, uh, a change of scenery. That might be best for Greenway at this point, unless he really pulls together a nice season uh, here this year. So, even just looking right there, just off the top of my head, uh, there are three spots that could potentially be open uh, for the Wild um, going into next season when they have less salary cap space. And they're also trying to work out a long-term deal with Kevin Fiala. So those elements put together, Kevin Fiala's contracts and some departing players in a spot that the Wild could stand to save some salary cap space, leads me to believe there are going to be some spots for entry-level guys that uh, could really impact this team. So Adam Beckman's future, uh, I think, is a bright one. As for when specifically he finds his way to this wild roster, not uh, not entirely sure. And so um, 
we will just have to kind of wait and see what his uh, trajectory looks like. And that will depend on some of those moves that I mentioned. If they pan out, there will be spots available for this team. Um, and uh, they'll need somebody to fill them. The Wilds are off until Thursday when they will be taking on the Colorado Avalanche on the road. Uh, Eight o'clock start for that game. So we'll try to uh, we'll try to keep tabs on uh, on it as best we can. And uh, then after that, the preseason schedule for the Wild looks like this. They've got, uh, I think it's three consecutive home games after that. They host Colorado again on Monday the 4th. Then Wednesday the 6th, they play St. Louis. And that Wednesday game is on ESPN+. Plus. Then Thursday the 7th, they host Chicago. And Saturday, October 9th, the preseason comes to a conclusion on the road against Chicago. So a chance to still see some things uh, from this wild roster. I would imagine Cam Talbot will make his preseason debut um, in Colorado, after seeing Kakinen and Hammond uh, in the uh, first preseason game of the year. So I would imagine we'll see Cam Talbot, and uh, we'll see probably the likes of Kirill Kaprizov and some of the other guys. So a chance to see new contract Kirill Kaprizov uh, in the preseason coming up hopefully this week. So a lot to look forward to, and so that's uh, why I kind of figured that we would start the week with uh, a news and notes recap of the weekend. Look forward to what's coming up and uh, just some other general observations as well. Uh, We've got uh, a lot of guests coming up here the rest of the week, as mentioned. We'll do a crossover with Locked on Stars, so uh, you can listen for that uh, coming up here tomorrow. And uh, I think that is going to wrap it up for today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. And uh, as mentioned, we will be back with uh, Locked on Stars, taking a look at what went on with Dallas this offseason. Make sure for your second listen today that you hop over to Locked on Vikings, get a recap of that big win by the Vikings against the Seattle Seahawks uh, with Luke Braun, a great breakdown uh, coming um, as Kirk Cousins just diced them. So uh, make sure that is your second listen of the day. Make sure you're following Lockdown Wild wherever you listen to podcasts. Social media includes Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Also uh, on the docket now so you can subscribe for new videos like this one. And uh, make sure to turn notifications on so you don't miss out on any future uh, videos as well. And you can find new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Lockdown Podcast Network.